another episode of Radio Rounds, the podcast interview series presented by St. Louis Children's Hospital, covering pediatric topics of interest to doctors and healthcare professionals. Here's Melanie Cole. Diabetes has become a significant and increasing burden in adolescents and young adults. Here to discuss strategies for research, prevention, and treatment of the disease is my guest, Dr. Anna Arbelez. She's a Washington University pediatric endocrinologist at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Dr. Arbelez, explain a little bit about the current state of type 1 and type 2 diabetes in the pediatric population as we're seeing this increase, and we did not used to see this before. I mean, now even type 2 used to be called adult onset, and wow, it's so different now. Tell us what's going on today. Hi, Melanie. It's it's very nice that um, you have invited me to be on your show. You are correct. Um, as you and many have heard, the rates of new diagnosed cases of type 1 and type 2 diabetes are increasing among youth in the United States. And the um, shocking situation is that the cost and health burdens are really staggering. You know, it's been estimated that about um, 18,000 18, new cases of type 1 diabetes occur per year in young patients in this country and about 5,000 with type 2 in the pediatric population. But um, as you stated before, these numbers are certainly in the rise. Um, Just to remind the listeners that even though type 1 and type 2 diabetes share the same underlying defect, which is an inability to deploy insulin in a manner that keeps blood sugar from rising too high, they arise from from many different processes. So type 1 diabetes, which is the most common form of diabetes in young people, is a condition in which the body fails to make insulin. Though the causes of type 1 diabetes are still unknown, disease development is suspected to follow exposure of genetically predisposed people to an environmental trigger, stimulating like an immune attack against insulin-producing beta cells of the pancreas. And therefore, after these cells are actually attacked, they're they're destroyed, and their ability to make insulin is compromised. Different than type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes, the tissues that need insulin to take up glucose, such as the liver, the muscle, or fat, they become resistant to insulin's presence and action. So the insulin-producing cells, those beta cells that I mentioned before, respond by going into, like, overdrive. First, they make more insulin than normal, and then they lose the ability to keep up with the excess glucose in the blood, and eventually some end up just being unable to make insulin at all. Um, So they become sort of insulin-dependent or um, insulin-requiring patients with type 2 diabetes. You know, we are uncertain of the causes for the increased numbers of uh, diabetic patients worldwide. Um, In the past, type 2 diabetes, as you said before, was extremely rare in youth, only occurred in adults. Uh, But in the most recent years, with the onset of of these obesity epidemic, these numbers have been rising, and we've been attributing the increased numbers of type 2 diabetic patients to this obesity epidemic. In contrary, in patients with type 1 diabetes, that uh, we're seeing these rising trends uh, we yet don't know what are the causes for it. And the possible culprits that have been out there or have been thought uh, to be part of these epidemic um, is quite long. Now, when you were discussing the causes, 
in type one, you know, we used to talk as, as type two became more prevalent and we're talking about the obesity epidemic, but why would you think that we're seeing an increase in type one as well when that seemed to kind of be separate? It was thought of as a separate disease that was, you know, juvenile onset, maybe a genetic component, something like that. Why would you be seeing an increase in this, do you think? Correct. We don't know. Um, however, there's been different studies uh, that have looked at this, uh, some done in Europe and some done in the United States. Um, some of it actually came um, due to the fact that they noticed that these rise um, on the numbers are actually worldwide. They don't seem to occur on a specific area, and that's why they actually think that the causes are multiple. Some people have thought of the hygiene um, theory where they used to think that maybe it is triggered by now people being so extreme hygiene, using extreme hygiene methods in early childhood. Other people used to think that there was an association to gluten. Others have thought that there are new emerging environmental triggers such as viruses or other um, infectious processes that seem to trigger um, these um, autoimmune processes that take place in this condition. Tell us about the breadth of services offered at the diabetes program at St. Louis Children's Hospital, including inpatient and outpatient services, doctor. And what do you offer that other institutions don't? So effective diabetes management requires a team of medical professionals who each bring a unique expertise to the child's care. Therefore, we have a multidisciplinary diabetes team at St. Louis Children's Hospital, Washington University Diabetes Center that includes physicians, nurse practitioners, certified diabetes nurse educators, a registered dietitian, and a social worker. Uh, we currently provide clinical services for infants, children, adolescents, and young adults with type 1 and type 2 diabetes, but also for patients that have neonatal diabetes, monogenic forms of diabetes, or cystic fibrosis-related diabetes. You know, we are um, the metro area's largest pediatric diabetes program, um, and our diabetes team sees nearly about 200 new patients each year and cares for more than 3,000 patients with diabetes overall. Patients visit us from Missouri, Illinois, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Indiana for uh, management of these different forms of diabetes. So we um, have convenience access for patients and families as one of our program priorities. So we currently provide 24-hour access to our diabetes team members should a question or problem occur or um, outpatient diabetes clinics are available at St. Louis Children's Hospital as well as at St. Louis Children's Subspecialty Care Center, which is located at the Interstate 64 and Mason Road. And next month, we will start seeing patients at Children's Hospital at Memorial Hospital in Shiloh, Illinois. Um, as part of our program, um, I can tell you that our diabetes team partners with patients and families to encourage independence, self-reliance, and collaboration. Um, we help our patients to achieve better control of their diabetes and help the families navigate the different types of challenges that they may face. So to do this, we provide services in-house and as outpatient. And in addition, we have diabetes-focused clinics um, to see these different forms of diabetes, such as um, our high-risk diabetes clinic, for patients that are really struggling with their management of diabetes, our new onsets, our first follow-up. We also have a diabetes technology clinic because, as you're well aware, in the past we only used to have injections to take care of um, our patients with type 1. But nowadays, one of the things that has made a huge impact in the care of people with diabetes is not only our new 
forms of insulin, but our diabetes technology that include pumps and sensors. So we have a clinic devoted for diabetes technology. Uh, we also have a clinic for patients that have cystic fibrosis-related diabetes, and we have a pediatric to adult diabetes transition clinic at the Center for Advanced Medicine. Um, so those are some of the services that we have um, in-house and an outpatient. Um, we also have an um, education program because education is the key to successful management of diabetes. So we have a diabetes education series in which we provide group education to patients or their caregivers or their families outside of the clinic setting. Um, some of these courses or classes that we provide on a regular basis are a summer caregiver workshop that will be happening pretty soon where um, you can have either the nanny or the grandma or um, anybody that's involved in the caregiving of a child or a young adult with diabetes, even that is seen at Children's Hospital or Glennon or any other place can come and, um, you know, be part of our, our, of our, our these classes. We have other classes that are called adulting for kids that are transitioning from the pediatric to adult care, more for our teens that you're trying to have more self-reliance, more self-management of their care. So we have classes to um, teach them how to, you know, do their prescriptions, how to um, start being an adult and taking care for themselves. We have a refresher skill class. We have an insulin pump class. We have a series of different classes um, that we provide um, on a regular basis here at Children's Hospital for our patients and our families with diabetes. The other thing that we do um, and we've been championing, I think, um, heavily mostly this year is we have a pediatric diabetes support group that organize age-appropriate activities for families and children uh, with diabetes, either type 1 or type 2. And these, we've actually been running them in partnership with the American Diabetes Association, the JDRS Foundation, and other local partners. In addition, our program is the only pediatric hospital in St. Louis and one of two pediatric facilities in the state of Missouri that is recognized by the American Diabetes Association for Excellence in Diabetes Education. Wow. So do patients need a referral to the program? Nope. Patients do not need a referral, um, though that is preferred. Their primary care provider can call their office at 314-454-6051, and, um, or they can call the main hospital number and ask to speak to the diabetes team, and we'll be glad to see them um, right away. If they're a new-onset diabetic patient, we will admit them to the hospital, but otherwise we'll see them within three to four days. Are there some treatments or research that you're doing at St. Louis Children's that other physicians might not be aware of? And where do you see this going next to maybe 10 years in the field? Give us a little blueprint for future research. Sure. So um, the diabetes program at Washington University um, and our research program has been at the forefront of patient care and diabetes research since the 1920s. It was the first place in the United States in which actually insulin was used to successfully treat a child with diabetes. We are currently uh, part of one of the most important um, diabetes clinical trials for both type 1 and type 2, um, which provide patients with cutting-edge research opportunities on um, management and diabetes technology. Um, so I foresee that we will continue to be there, be there for our patients at the research level and at the patient um, care setting. Wrap it up for us. What else would you want a referring physician to know about the program? Tell other physicians what you'd like them to know about this current state of diabetes in the pediatric population and when you want them to refer. 
Um, we want them to refer their patients anytime that they have a question or they feel that they will benefit of um, having this multidisciplinary approach because the reality is that I want the PMDs to know that we appreciate all that they do for the kids. Uh, we're here to partner with them to provide the best care for our patients and their patients um, as a team approach. Thank you so much, Dr. Arbelez, for such great information on this current state of diabetes because it really is becoming quite an epidemic. And thank you for all the great work that you're doing. A physician can refer a patient by calling Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's 1-800-678-4357. You're listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.